Chapter Eleven of Byways to Blessedness by James Allen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Andrea Fiore. Chapter Eleven, Solitude. Why idly seek from outward things the answer inward silence brings? Why climb the far-off hills in pain a nearer view of heaven to gain? In lowliest depths of bosky dells the hermit contemplation dwells. Whence, piercing heaven with screened sight, he sees at noon the stars whose light shall glorify the coming night. Whittier In the still hour when passion is at rest, gather up stores of wisdom in thy breast. Wordsworth Man's essential being is inward, invisible, spiritual, and as such it derives its life, strength, from within, not from without. Outward things are channels through which its energies are expended, but for renewal it must fall back on the inward silence. In so far as man strives to drown this silence in the noisy pleasures of the senses, and endeavors to live in the conflicts of outward things, just so much does he reap the experiences of pain and sorrow, which becoming at last intolerable drive him back to the feet of inward comforter to the shrine of the peaceful solitude within as the body cannot thrive on empty husks neither can the spirit be sustained on empty pleasures if not regularly fed the body loses its vitality and pained with hunger and thirst cries out for food and drink it is the same with the spirit it must be regularly nourished in solitude on pure and holy thoughts or it will lose its freshness and strength and will at last cry out in its painful and utter starvation the yearning of an anguish-stricken soul for light and consolation is the cry of a spirit that is perishing of hunger and thirst all pain and sorrow is spiritual starvation and aspiration is the cry for food it is a prodigal son who perishing of hunger turns his face longingly towards his father's home the pure life of the spirit cannot be found but is lost in the life of the senses the lower desires are ever clamorous for more and they afford no rest the outward world of pleasure personal contact and noisy activities is a sphere of wear and tear which necessitates the counterbalancing effect of solitude just as the body requires rest for the recuperation of its forces so the spirit requires solitude for the renewal of its energies solitude is as indispensable to man's spiritual welfare as sleep is to his bodily well-being and pure thought or meditation which is evoked in solitude is to the spirit what activity is to the body as the body breaks down when deprived of the needful rest and sleep so do the spirits of men break down being deprived of the necessary silence and solitude man as a spiritual being cannot be maintained in strength uprightness and peace except if he periodically withdraws himself from the outer world of perishable things and reaches inward towards the abiding and imperishable realities the consolations of the creeds are derived from the solitude which those creeds enforce the regular observance of the ceremonies of formal religion attended as they are with concentrated silence and freedom from worldly distractions 
compels men to do unconsciously that which they have not yet learned to do consciously namely to concentrate the mind periodically on the inward silence and meditate though very briefly on high and holy things the man who has not learned to control and purify his mind in seasons of chosen solitude yet whose awakening aspirations grope for something higher and nobler than he possesses feels the necessity for the aid of ceremonial religion but he who has taken himself in hand with a view to self-conquest who withdraws into solitude in order to grapple with his lower nature and masterfully bend his mind in holy directions requires no further aid from book or priest or church the church does not exist for the pleasure of the saint but for the evaluation of the sinner in solitude a man gathers strength to meet the difficulties and temptations of life knowledge to understand and conquer them and wisdom to transcend them as a building is preserved and sustained by virtue of the foundation which is hidden and unobserved so a man is maintained perpetually in strength and peace by virtue of his lonely hour of intense thought which no eye beholds it is in solitude only that a man can be truly revealed to himself that he can come to understand his real nature with all its powers and possibilities the voice of the spirit is not heard in the hubbub of the world and amid the clamors of conflicting desires there can be no spiritual growth without solitude there are those who shrink from too close a scrutiny of themselves who dread too complete a self-revelation and who fear that solitude would leave them alone with their thoughts and call up before their mental vision the wrath of their desires and so they go where the din of pleasure is loudest and where the reproving voice of truth is drowned but he who loves truth who desires and seeks wisdom will be much alone he will seek the fullest clearest revelation of himself will avoid the haunts of frivolity and noise and will go where the sweet tender voice of the spirit of truth can speak within him and be heard men go after much company and seek out new excitements but they are not acquainted with peace in diverse paths of pleasure they search for happiness but they do not come to rest through diverse ways of laughter and feverish delirium they wander after gladness and life but their tears are many and grievous and they do not escape death drifting upon the ocean of life in search of selfish indulgences men are caught in its storms and only after many tempests and much privation do they fly to the rock of refuge which rests in the deep silence of their own being while a man is absorbed in outward activities he is giving out his energies and is becoming spiritually weaker and in order to retain his moral vigor he must resort to solitary meditation so needful is this that he who neglects it loses or does not attain the right knowledge of life nor does he comprehend and overcome those most deeply rooted and subtlest of sins which appear like virtues deceiving the elect and to which all but the truly wise succumb true dignity abides with him alone who in the silent hour of inward thought can still suspect and still revere himself in lowliness of heart he who lives without ceasing in outward excitement lives most in disappointments and griefs 
where the sounds of pleasure are greatest heart emptiness is the keenest and deepest he also whose whole life even if not one of lust for pleasure is centered in outward works who deals only with the changing panorama of visible things never falling back in solitude upon the inner and invisible world of permanent being such a man does not attain knowledge and wisdom but remains empty he cannot aid the world cannot feed it aspirations for he has no food to offer it his spiritual store being empty but he who courts solitude in order to search for the truth of things who subdues his senses and makes quiet his desires such a man is daily attaining knowledge and wisdom he becomes filled with the spirit of truth he can aid the world for his spiritual store is full and is kept well replenished while a man is absorbed in the contemplation of inward realities he is receiving knowledge and power he opens himself like a flower to the universal light of truth and receives and drinks in its life imparting rays he also goes to the eternal foundation of knowledge and quenches his thirst in its inspiring waters such a man gains in one hour of concentrated thought more essential knowledge than a whole year's reading could impart being is infinite and knowledge is illimitable and its source inexhaustible and he who draws upon the innermost depths of his being drinks from the spring of divine wisdom which can never run dry and quaffs the waters of immortality it is this habitual association with the deep realities of being this continual drinking in of the water of life in its perennial source that constitutes genius the resources of genius are inexhaustible because they are drawn from the original and universal source and for the same reason the works of genius are ever new and fresh the more a genius gives out the fuller he becomes with the accomplishment of every work his mind extends and expands reaches out more vastly and sees wider and ever wider ranges of power the genius is inspired he has bridged the gulf between the finite and the infinite he needs no secondary aids but draws from that universal spring which is the source of every noble work the difference between a genius and an ordinary man is this the one lives in inward realities the other in outward appearances the one goes after pleasure the other after wisdom the one relies on books the other relies upon his own being book learning is good when its true place is understood but is not the source of wisdom the source of wisdom is in life itself and is comprehended by effort practice and experience books give information but they cannot bestow knowledge they can simulate but cannot accomplish you must put forth effort and achieve for yourself the man who relies entirely upon books and does not go to the silent resources within himself is superficial and becomes rapidly exhausted he is uninspired though he may be extremely clever for he soon reaches the end of his stock of information and so becomes void and repetitious his work lacks the sweet spontaneity of life and ever-renewed freshness of inspiration such a man has cut himself off from the infinite supply and deals not with life itself but with dead or decaying appearances information is limited 
knowledge is boundless the inspiration of genius and greatness is fostered evolved and finally completed in solitude the most ordinary man who conceives a noble purpose and summoning all his energies and will broods upon and ripens his purpose in solitude will accomplish his object and become a genius the man who renounces the pleasure of the world who avoids popularity and fame and who works in obscurity and thinks in solitude for the accomplishment of a lofty ideal for the human race becomes a seer and a prophet he who silently sweetens his heart who attunes his mind to that which is pure and beautiful and good who in long hours of lonely contemplation strives to reach the central and eternal heart of things brings himself in touch with the inaudible harmonies of being opens himself for the reception of the cosmic song and becomes at last a singer and a poet and so with all genius it is the child of solitude a very simple-hearted child wide-eyed and listening and beautiful yet with all to the noise enamoured world an incomprehensible mystery of which it is only now and then a glimpse from beyond the well-guarded portals of silence in man's self arise august anticipations symbols types of a dim splendor ever on before in that eternal circle life pursues st paul the cruel persecutor and blind bigot after spending three years alone in the desert comes forth a loving apostle an inspired seer gautama siddhartha the man of the world after six years in the forest of lonely struggle with his passions and intense meditation upon the deep mysteries of his nature becomes buddha the enlightened one the embodiment of calm serene wisdom to whom a heart-thirsty world turns to refreshing waters of immortality lao tzu an ordinary citizen filling a worldly office in his search for knowledge courts solitude and discovers the tao the supreme reason by virtue of which he becomes a world teacher jesus the unlettered carpenter after many years of solitary communion upon the mountains with the unfailing love and wisdom comes forth a blessed saviour of mankind even after they had attained and had scaled the lofty heights of divine knowledge these great souls were much alone and retired frequently for brief seasons of solitude the greatest man will fall from his moral height and lose his influence if he neglects that renewal of power which can only be obtained in solitude these masters attain their power by consciously harmonizing their thoughts and lives with the creative energies within themselves and by transcending individuality and sinking their petty personal will into the universal will they became masters of creative thought and stand as the loftiest instruments for the outer working of cosmic evolution and this is not miraculous it is a matter of law it is not mysterious except in so far as law is mysterious every man becomes a creative master in so far as he subordinate himself to the universally good and true every poet painter saint and sage is the mouthpiece of the eternal the perfection of the message varies with the measure of individual selflessness in so far as self intervenes the distinctness of the work and message becomes blurred perfect selflessness is the acme of genius the consummation of power 
such self-abnegation can only be begun pursued and completed in solitude a man cannot gather together and concentrate his spiritual forces when he is engaged in spending those forces in worldly activities and although after power is attained the balance of forces can be maintained under all circumstances even in the midst of antagonistic throng such power is only secured after many years of frequent and habitual solitude man's true home is in the great silence this is the source of all that is real and abiding within him his present nature however is dual and outer activities are necessary neither entire solitude nor entire action is the true life in the world but that is the true life which gathers in solitude strength and wisdom to rightly perform the activities of life and as a man returns to his home in the evening weary from labor for that sweet rest and refreshment which will prepare him for another day's toil so must he would not break down in the labor of life come away from the noise and toil of the world's great workshop and rest for brief periods in his abiding home in the silence he who does this spending some portion of each day in sacred and purposeful solitude will become strong and useful and blessed solitude is for the strong for those who are ready to become strong when a man is becoming great he becomes solitary he goes in solitude to seek and that which he seeks he finds for there is a way to all knowledge all wisdom all truth all power and the way is forever open but it lies through soundless solitudes and the unexplored silences of man's being End of chapter 11 Recording by Andrea Fiore